therapist, physical therapist on the internet. Hello, folks. I'm Brad Heineck, physical therapist. And I'm Sherry Berry, physical therapist. And I'm exactly one half of the Bob and Brad team. However, Bob is not here today, but we're very fortunate enough to have someone much better looking than Bob. So this is a whole new experience and I don't have to listen to Bob as well. So I'm very happy. So we're extremely happy to have Sherry Berry and she's an specialist. I think she's an expert. But anyways, uh, we're going to talk about the vertigo, dizziness, and she's this is the person you want to hear and get proper information for. Uh, so, Sherry, do you want to do a little introduction about sure. your background? Yeah, yeah. I um, have been a physical therapist since 1994 um, with a bachelor degree, then went back for my doctorate in 2007. But in 2004, um, I became an official dizzy therapist. I've always been a little dizzy, but I became an official dizzy therapist okay. in 2004. Um, and so really since that time, I've been treating vestibular problems or or problems with dizziness. Sure. Um, in 2004, it wasn't very popular. Now it's much more popular. Um, and so I You have... mean popular that more people have it or that it's more... Oh, people have treatment. had it. It's just now we're understanding what people have okay. and we are better at identifying it and treating it. So yes, we're, we've made great gains that way. Um, and she's very, very, being very modest because she actually teaches classes to therapists like me. I took a vestibular class yes. from you uh, a couple, three years ago. I don't know, maybe it's longer than that time Might flies. Be uh, but anyways, uh, we'll get on with the program and we're going to talk about this wonderful ear and this model. And it reminds me of that guy on Star Trek that's got the big ears. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Sherry, we're going to talk about the vestibular system, which is related directly to dizziness, uh, vertigo that everyone knows about her, you know, and we got to model you, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut so they can <laughs> learn from the extra, oh, specialist. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, well, to try to simplify a very complex system, your vestibular system basically keeps you upright. It's what allows you to be balanced. It's okay. what keeps you from falling down. And there's three parts to it. Um, that feed your brain information. So your brain makes a reflexive response or makes an intentional response. And so the first part are your eyes. Okay. We're always looking at where's the horizon, where we are in space. Your eyes are constantly giving your brain information about where you are. The second part is your body. Your joints and your muscles are constantly giving your brain information about where you're sitting, where gravity is pulling on you. So you could feel where things how are. How you're moving, that, that you're sitting against a chair. You're yeah. getting constant feedback from your body yeah. about where you are in space. And we're not thinking about it. It no, just happens. that is all reflex or that is all automatic. Okay. So then the complex part is the inner ear vestibular mm. system. And you've got a large ear here. And deep <laughs> inside the inner ear is some apparatus that is giving your brain information about where you are in space based on um, information that it's sending, mm -hmm. electrical information, if you will. Okay. So just like your eyes and your body are constantly giving your brain information, your ears are also. Okay. So as we're sitting here, our ears are feeding our brain information. Okay. When I turn my head to the right, my right ear gets excited, my left ear dampens a little bit. Oh. And this message gets sent to my brain. When I come back to the middle, I have this message. When I go to the left, my left ear gets excited and my right ear dampens. Oh, so, so the hands, if, if you're up that's, high. That's indicating how much electrical activity or excitement is being okay. sent. Okay. When I turn my head to the right and I look at you, 
this message goes to my brain mm -hmm. and my brain says, oh, my ears are saying that I'm turning my head to the right. Okay. And my eyes say, I agree. And my neck says, indeed, we're turning our head to the right. Mm. All three of those sensory inputs are giving my brain information. My brain says, okay, she's turning her head to the right. Do I need to do anything with that? Do I have to offer a reflex to keep her upright? Or do I want to intentionally do something like move her eyes in a certain way so that she can look at who she's talking to? All of that happens quickly without us having to think about it. So if that some of that wasn't working, you, you may turn your head and lose balance and, and fall yes. possibly? Yes. So some of the most common symptoms that you get from people when it's not working right is people will tell you they're dizzy. Mm -hmm. Now, dizzy can mean so many things. Vertigo, as you've mentioned a couple times already, mm -hmm. vertigo by definition is really true spinning, the sense that you're spinning the or that the world is spinning, yes, okay. either or. Okay. Uh, dizzy often can describe things that people are feeling like nausea or wooziness or lightheaded, they, lightheaded mm -hmm. or they feel like they're off balance or they feel like the world is a little shifted. Sometimes people have trouble with their eyes. They feel like they can't focus their eyes on mm -hmm. something. All of those symptoms can appear when something goes wrong with that system. Okay. And people will describe that as feeling dizzy. What if you get low on blood sugars and you feel dizzy? Does that something to do with this? That actually um, doesn't have anything to do with your vestibular system. But again, you get the sensation Similar. of lightheadedness, okay. of dizziness. Right. And there can be a lot of other causes of dizziness that do not involve the vestibular okay. system. From medications to blood pressure to just being hydrated. Okay. The most common problems that we see with this system are, are two complex terms. One is called a unilateral hypofunction Ooh. or a unilateral vestibular loss. And basically, I'm sitting here and then one ear goes on vacation. And now this is what's happening is I'm sitting straight and my brain thinks I'm turning my head to the right, but I'm not. And so then it gets very confused. Like you're scratching it here and there's even that scratching <laughs> right. there. So and, and this message goes to my brain and my brain says, oh, you're turning your head to the right. And my eyes and my neck say, uh, no, we're not. Yeah. And whenever your brain has a conflict in information, yep. meaning that it, it it can't figure out what the three systems are telling it, yep. its response is puke. Oh, you mean and like you vomit? Dizzy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've had patients. I feel like I'm going to vomit yes. and going through this. Yeah. Very common symptom. Okay. And the, and, and the brain just doesn't like that either. So that's a very common problem. The other problem is called benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. Mm, yes. That's a mouthful. Right. So we call it BPPV. Two Ps. BPPV. Yeah. Um, and with that, you probably can't see very well, but you've got fluid-filled canals in your ear, and there's fluid. Yeah, you could zoom in on that if you want. Sure. There's fluid that moves in those canals, and it moves kind of slowly, and it's a little bit viscous. And then in this section of the ear, there are calcium carbonate crystals. So when you were little and your mom said you had rocks in your head, sure, she wasn't quite wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she just didn't know she was right. Okay. So you have little calcium carbonate crystals in your ear. Yeah. If those little crystals get out into the fluid-filled section, that causes a problem. It's sure. like dropping a pebble in a lake. Causes a lot of electrical activity to the brain. Yeah. The brain, again, has a conflict. Doesn't really know what to do with mm -hmm. that. And you feel dizzy. Yeah, so there, yeah, that's where you talk about the crystals and yes. the therapist or the doctor may yes. mention that. I always explain to my patients, just as an analogy, maybe I shouldn't, that these are like a level. 
Sure. And the level, because I do yes. some, you know, fix it around stuff, you know, yeah. where you put a level for your uh, picture frame or whatever. Yep. And then I said, we need to get those crystals out of that level and get it down and get that bubble so these things it's can back tell Back in the center. You. Yeah, there we go. That is just... I, I'm okay? You're absolutely okay. fine with that analogy. Absolutely. Yeah. Any way that you can describe fluid moving in a system and a little rock in there, that's not supposed to be in there. Sure. Okay. I like a, a pebble in a pond analogy where the fluid moves and then you have a drop a pebble into a pond. You know how the, the pond ripples? ripples? Yes. That's exactly what's happening in the fluid We don't in want the ripples. We don't want, we don't want ripples. Yeah, right. No, no, exactly. Um, so if you have one of those problems, they actually present a little bit differently. So if one ear goes on vacation, the most common thing you'll feel is you'll be going about your day. Maybe you're in a meeting, maybe you wake up out of bed and you have severe, sudden onset of dizziness to the point where you can't open your eyes, you maybe can't sit up straight, you might not be able to walk, you're probably going to vomit, <laughs> and you think you're having a heart attack or a stroke. Ooh. And more often than not, people who have that sudden onset end up going to the doctor, yep. going to the ER, going somewhere. And when they arrive, we can take a look at them and we can identify, this isn't a stroke. One year took a vacation. This is going to get better, but it's going to take a few days. Sure. The person will usually present with their eyes closed. Because oh, really? if I can close my eyes, makes... it, it decreases that conflict to the brain. Sure. And it yep. makes them less pukey. So <laughs> um, when you have the crystal problem, that's very different. Much more mild. And your symptoms are only seconds to maybe minutes. And they are very much associated with movement. You lay down in bed. You spin for a little bit. Yeah. You get out of bed. You spin for a little bit. Um, you move your head too fast looking at a train or in the grocery store. Um, and you spin for a little bit. It's seconds to minutes. Mm -hmm. When you stop moving, it stops bothering you. Okay. And you go on with your day. So that's the BPPV that's vertigo. That's correct. And that's where therapists get involved. More, more often than not. Therapists can get involved with both of those diagnoses, okay. um, but with positional vertigo, people usually identify, something's not right with me. I should go get this checked, or some people live with it, yeah. and they don't need to. They okay. can absolutely get it fixed. As you've mentioned, you've treated people with it, and all we have to do is spin them around a little bit or move them around a little bit to get this fluid to push that little crystal back where it belongs. Yeah. It's pretty easy to fix sure. once we identify what's going on. Yeah. As far as... Who can fix it? Really, there's a lot of options. Vestibular rehab is taught in all entry-level PT schools at this point. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of new way back when I was graduating back in 1994. Mm -hmm. And when we learned about it, my thought was, I'll send them to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> if I see someone with this, I'll just refer them on to somebody else yeah. who knows how to fix this. Sure. Um, nowadays we do a whole lot more in school with practicing corrections and looking at videos mm. of eyeballs and really identifying what's going on. Sure. Actually, I should probably mention one thing related to that. Okay. These little canals here are reflexively connected to muscles around your mm. eyes. <laughs> and so when those canals are moving or when something is happening in there, there's certain eye movements that happen. And so we can tell if there's a problem by watching your eyes. It's just that simple. That's where you might put the funny glasses on yes, in the clinic? Yes, we have yeah. specialized mm -hmm. equipment 
um, that are that are goggles that block all the light out for the patient. Mm-hmm. And then they magnify your eyeball into a big giant eyeball on the screen. <laughs> and then the therapist can actually see which way your eyeball is moving. Is it twitching one way? Is it twitching a different way? Yeah. And depending on the movement of the eye, we know what's going on what in the inner ear. What we call that little twitching again? Nystagmus. Nystag- yeah. Nystagmus. It's rather interesting. You see that? Yep. And it is not anything the patient can stop. Okay. It is not anything the patient can create. It is all happening reflexively. Okay. And so it is a really easy way for us to diagnose that. A therapist who has that equipment mm-hmm. is going to be far more accurate at diagnosing what's going on sure. than someone who doesn't have that equipment. Right. Right. So preferably, if you're going to see someone, you'd like to see someone who has that equipment. Yep. Um, yep. And I always like to say... You want to see the provider who's interested in what's wrong with you. Sure. Because right. they've seen a thousand eyeballs. And mm. the more eyes you look at, the better you are at sure. diagnosing things. Sure. So you can really go to anyone, but a specialist is nice. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I've treated a number of people with it, and I don't have the glasses yes. in the clinic. Makes it a lot harder. Right. But it was amazing. It's pretty successful. Yes. With, <laughs> yes. You know, using judgment and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, are we going to show what we do next? I think in the next segment, we're going to talk about things that you can do at home. Okay. As well as some things you might expect if you go get, All right. if you go to see someone for it. Good. So we're going to show the, this is kind of the, the theory. The, this is, this the is the anatomy yeah. and the pathology yep. of, right. of what's going on. Good. And then we'll give you some tips. Good. So we're going to have Sherry on again, another video showing you how, what the options are, at least one or two options on yes. how to take care of yourself or what's going to happen to you when you go see someone. Yeah. So you're familiar with it. All right. Thanks for coming. And, uh, well, if you have anything to comment, you know, it's, uh, yeah, this is a lot better than with Bob. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> All I know is it's awfully fun to do this instead of instead of uh, teaching a whole classroom at this point. So yeah, I hope your students won't hear that. Well, that's true. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> All right, take care.